Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. We are eternally grateful to Almighty God for bringing us to be part of another day that He has made. His Word tells us that this is the day that the Lord has made. He has purposed before the foundations of this earth that you and I will be part of a day like this. And we are eternally grateful for keeping us, watching over us, for protecting us, preserving us, for the divine security that we have in Him. He is our fortress, our hiding place, our high tower, our strong tower. The Lord is our fence and our defense is a firewall around us. His word tells us that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The Lord is our shelter, our fortress, our pavilion, our security. He's done so much for us. When you and I go to bed and we close our eyes, we have no idea what takes place. But His angels are always standing beside us, providing vigilance and surveillance on us. Oh yes, we are grateful to Almighty God. Beloved, this week we are considering another spirit that has the tendency of robbing us or blocking or stealing our blessing. And what is it? The spirit of unforgiveness. On Tuesday we started and we laid the foundation. Yesterday we took the example of Job. And we ended up When we quoted Job 42 verse 10, which says that, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. These were friends who had criticized him. Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. 
Yes, the people who are close to us, our friends and family will hurt us. But his word tells us to forgive, to forgive. Today we want to look at another dimension of forgiveness. From Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Then came Peter to Jesus and said, Lord, how often should my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Is it till seven times? But Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me. I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But when the same servant went out, and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying pay me that thou owest and his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him saying have patience with me and I'll pay thee all. And he will not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord after he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Should not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? 
And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due him. So likewise, that was the conclusion of Jesus' parable. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. So Jesus made a point. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you if ye from your heart forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. There are so many lessons that we can learn from this parable. And Jesus always used parables, stories. So when you remember the story, you can remember the the lessons embedded in the story. This story is very familiar to us because Peter thought that one, there must be an, I mean, a limit to forgiveness. So he came and said, how many times, Lord, should I forgive a brother? Shouldn't there be a limit? So he set the limit at seven. Then Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. It means as many times. Beloved, practically, it's not easy. Oh, yes, as humans, we might, you know, yes, we might forgive once, twice. And we might even say, first fool is not a fool. Second fool is not a fool. But third fool is a fool. You know, we have this quote. Yes, I forgave him once. I forgave him twice. But this one, no, I'm not going to. But there's a very terrible thing. That in as much as we are seeking forgiveness from God, we owe it as a responsibility on our part to also extend the same forgiveness to people. And Jesus says that when we don't do that, we'll be handed over to the tormentors. Oh, yes. And on Tuesday, I said, we're going to read a scripture that tells us that unforgiveness brings torment. You might be tormented physically, emotionally, in so many ways. Most diseases are as a result of unforgiveness that has opened the door for certain pains. And as long as we hold on to those things, we will bear the brunt, the pain, the anguish. But Jesus also said something which is quite revealing. 
that if you do not forgive your brother from your heart, sometimes it's just from the head, a mental accent. Oh, I've forgiven him. The person even comes to plead with you. That we can even tell the person, hey, look, I've forgiven you. I'm not God. Just go, I've forgiven you. But the question is, the forgiveness, is it from our heart? Most of the time, it is still lodged in our heart. Maybe mentally, we might have forgiven the person. But Jesus is saying that true forgiveness is from the heart. It is such that when that thing is mentioned, it does not provoke any emotion anymore. When it's still in our heart, it becomes a cancer, a canker, a seed of bitterness, a seed of anger. That anytime, anytime that event flashes through your mind, you feel the emotion of it. Either sadness or anger or fear, I mean, whatever it is. So it tells us that it is still in us. And the only way we can remove it from our heart is the test of it. It's when we don't feel anything about it. We've let it go. And when the issues come, you're just neutral. Beloved, I've said it since Tuesday and I'll repeat it. It is not easy, but the Holy Spirit can help. The Holy Spirit can help. What are you holding on to? Just ask the Holy Spirit to help you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Almighty God, lift the light of his countenance upon your lives and grant you his peace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>